Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Kirk. Conversations with people that I know on a podcast. <laughs> I haven't really figured out my tagline yet. That's a great tag. Yeah. That's catchy. Today we're talking with uh, a, a friend of mine, David Schmidt. You're if, if, Honestly, if I could think of a person who I would like want on Conversations with Kirk, you would exemplify it. You're an interesting chap. Yo. Yo. And uh, you and I actually have a fun kind of uh, meet cute, right? About how we met each other. Do you remember yeah. this meeting? Yeah, I, I, I misunderstood your phrase meat cute because we just ate a tray of meat together. It's true. And we I, had a meat plate, but earlier in our, our relationship, we had a meat cute. Uh, that's that's a term that you use for a, uh, a, a, cute a, romantic, about... a romantic comedy. Always has a meat cute, and it's when the, uh, the, the two love interests meet each other for the first time and something quirky has to happen. I I'm, I'm, was not familiar with that phrase. You're not familiar with all the uh, parlance of writing of a romantic times. comedy? Dude, my, my slang stopped getting expanded at 1998. Yeah. All right. That's good. It's, there's no more room for more slang. So one night I was at the Old Sod, a yeah, bar here in, uh, in, in North Park, or I guess that's Normal Heights, San Diego. Yeah, University Heights. University Heights. And I heard somebody speaking Russian. And I oh, speak yeah. Russian because I lived in Russia for a little while. And it's one of my bar tricks is to talk to anybody <laughs> in Russian when I, when I hear it. I turned around and we started ball totting. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I'd forgotten that. I was talking with uh, our friend Miriam, who's mm-hmm. uh, her family. She grew up in the Soviet Union, and, and her and I will speak Russian sometimes. And then this gringo next to me turns around <laughs> and says, Ты что, говоришь по-русски, что ли? Ну что это такое? Yeah. You're better at Russian than I am, which is sad, but true. But it's not actually sad because uh, you, you have a, a particular uh, skill for languages. You're a polyglot, yes? Uh, yeah, 11 languages. 11 languages. Of... What are you working on now? What's the newest one? The new ones? So it's going to hopefully go to 13 by the end of this year. Uh, right now I'm working on Japanese, which... Which I've Whoa. I've kind of been picking away at it since high school, but this year is the year I'm going to get it conversational, uh, going to a wedding with a lot of folks visiting from Japan. Wow! So yeah. w- uh, just for posterity's sake, name the name the eleven. Uh, so we'll go in order of acquiring them: English and Spanish in early childhood, uh, then German, French, Russian. Um, after that, I forget which came first. So there's Haitian Creole. Uh, three indigenous languages from Mexico, uh, two versions of Mixtec and Sotzil. Uh, there's Anglo-Saxon, the ancient English language, which nobody's spoken as a native language for a thousand years. Yeah. And uh, the eleventh one is Amharic from Ethiopia. Amharic. Amharic. Oh, I wow. learned that last year when I went to Ethiopia. And you, you kind of split your time between here and Mexico City mostly, right? Yeah, I'm there more than I'm here these You're days. You're there more than here, yeah. Uh, yeah, man of the world. Yo. Uh, <laughs> you're a writer by trade? I am. I'm a translator, a writer, storyteller. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a coxswain. I'm a, a coxswain. I'm a coxman. I'm a... Yeah. Does that mean you play badminton? What's a coxman? What, you just live with the ladies? You know, most people don't ask. It's just, it's <laughs> just a word I throw out. I'm a coxcomb. I'm a, I'm a cox cable. Just any, any of those old-fashioned <laughs> words with cox in it. Um, I know that uh, you had, you had uh, exciting news this year. I, well, you have written a number of books. Uh, you had kind of your first big um, contract with a publisher, uh, not this year, 2019, but 2018, right? 
Well, I had to, yeah, I had two books released uh, in Mexico. Uh, I write in English and Spanish, and yeah. so uh, two books published in Mexico last year. A uh, book of Russian supernatural stories that I wrote for a, a Latin American audience. Wrote them in Spanish, but drawing from Russian folklore and sources. Yeah. And then another one was a novella based on the Tunguska Blast in uh, of. 1908. Is that uh, uh, like a, a meteor fell uh, to and hit hit the Siberian tundra? Yeah. So people uh, thought it was a meteorite. Um, I mean, when it happened, the the witnesses there were thousands of eyewitnesses. The sky lit up and the forest caught fire, and they thought it was the end of the world or a sign mm-hmm. from God. And uh, then the revolution happens. The Soviets come to power and they say, "No, come on, science can explain everything. It's a meteorite." And by the size of the explosion, we can estimate the size of the meteorite. And if that thing contains metal, that's like millions of tons of free metal just dropped out of the heavens. Uh-huh. So the Soviets sent – this is all historical. They sent an expedition to go look for the meteorite, had a hell of a time getting there. They lost members of the expedition. All the locals are telling them scary stories about seeing these weird humanoid figures around the area. They called valley men that are – they're like men, but they're not men. Mm. Like skinwalkers? Yeah, it's a skinwalker kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so they finally get to the area of the explosion. All the trees are blackened and charred and you know lean to one direction. And they get to the valley where this explosion happened, and there's no crater and there's no meteorite. There's just all these blackened trees of something that exploded in the sky. Oh wow. And no, you know, nothing dropped to earth. What are what are the theories? I mean, there's they run aliens. Every, obviously, people who love aliens love this story. I have a joke on this podcast. I always look how long it is in the podcast before we start talking about aliens. This is quicker than usual. Really, we, yeah. we broke the six, the average. Yeah, so, something like six minutes or something. Oh, uh, oh we're there, buddy. Yeah, the Valley Men. <laughs> obviously, yeah, people who like aliens like love the the story of Tunguska. Um, other people suggest it could have been uh, an experiment by Nikolai Tesla, some secret experiment with a new explosive. It, it was in 1908. It happened in 1908. So there's it wasn't nuclear reactor or anything. I mean that's I mean, nothing pre- that we know of. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And then you know some people talk about it having been some sort of ice meteorite that it would have evaporated, but mm-hmm. but even that like the ice meteorite version sounds the an most... icicle is a perfect murder weapon. Ooh, yeah, right? you'll put your eye out. Kid. <laughs> yeah, that's even that version though. It sounds like the most scientific, but it doesn't explain all of the evidence that was found at the site. Right, like n- nobody's come up with a story that can answer all the questions. Yeah, so it's just this. In my, it's a novella that I wrote, like fictional, based on the his historical story, and uh, so I, I take that story as a chance to talk about this idea of mystery and the main character. He's this I idealistic, plucky young Soviet. He's been in the Komsomol Brigade and he's grown up with the revolution. And and in his world, everything makes sense and everything just gets nailed down and studied like a butterfly. And you can pin it down and you can explain it. And it's a world where the good guys win and the bad guys lose and the revolution is going to triumph and illuminate suffering and poverty. And, and then everything gets turned upside down. <laughs> and it's not that easy. <laughs> Well, that sounds awesome. So the, these are these are books written in Spanish, right? Yeah, this one's in Spanish. I uh, I'm planning an English version this year. I'm gonna put out an English version too. So I don't know how many books you've written in English total, but I know about two of them. I know about Holy Ghosts, right? Which is you spending time in places that are supposedly haunted and then writing about it. Yep. 
and then I know about the clown one. What's the title of the, the clown, clown one? Three Nights in the Clown Motel. Yeah. That's that yeah. was a fun one. Haunted houses, no problem. Clown motel <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. It oh my god. What's tell 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 everybody about the clown motel. Like where is this clown motel? This it is just a perfect storm of nightmarish, just terrifying shit, all all stacked on top of each other. So what I like to do is go to these haunted places or places that have weird lore about them. Uh, you know, where people say strange phenomena happen or maybe a place where a horrible massacre happened. And I like to go there and spend a few nights there and really get a feel for the place. And, and if anything happens to me, I write about it. Um, you know, I'm somewhere between skeptic and believer on mm-hmm. things. Like, I believe that there are phenomena we don't understand. I don't believe anyone understands how that works. I think anyone who claims they have gadgets and... Uh, gagnometers yeah. that'll measure ghosts is full of shit. The uh, spectrometer. What's, what do the Ghostbusters have? The uh, yeah, they, oh, I forget the name for their thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. the dongometer. The dongometer. <laughs> the whatever that was in All the these... por- that was in the porn parody, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. the Ghostbusty. <laughs> yeah, you got to it before I could. Goobusters. <laughs> yeah, Slimer. He was the central character, the guy with all the hot dogs and yeah, head. yeah. No, that uh, all those all those ghost hunter people annoy me. The, the shows, the ghost adventures, uh, you know, keep going. They they treat ghosts like a science, as if it was something that you could just measure. And oh, I'm picking up 44 G's of energy in this area, and <laughs> so there's you know, 17 ghosts and and like, dude, you call it paranormal for a reason, right? If you could measure it and understand it, it would just be normal. Yeah. But the fact that we can't measure it with our current equipment doesn't mean nothing exists in those places. I mean, just by argument of elimination, just think of all the equipment that we didn't have 100 years ago. All the different kinds of waves and forms of matter and whatever we could not detect with the equipment we had 100 years ago. So does that mean that dark matter doesn't exist? Radio waves don't exist? Yeah. Go on and on. You know, I was re- I was either watching something or reading something the other day where they were talking about there's two classifications for hauntings, and I can't remember exactly what they're called. But the gist is one is an echo haunting, and one is like a conscious spirit haunting. Then an echo haunting is when like something horrible happens in a place, and yeah. that event kind of gets trapped in the energy and kind of just keeps happening right. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, there's not like a conscious entity or anything. It's just this kind of echo through time. Yeah. And then a, like a, like a conscious entity is like a poltergeist who knows who you are and is coming right. after you. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to fuck with you. Yeah. And they, they are. They've got the they're goods pissed. On, they got the goods on you. Yeah. So yeah, residual. Why are ghosts so mad? Why are they always so mad in movies? Like, why don't they just <laughs> calm down? Yeah, except Beetlejuice. Those two people who lived in the house like were pretty chill. Yeah, it's like the only movie I've seen with because they're ghost. beautiful people. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Is that's not Alec Baldwin? Yeah, is it one of the Baldwin? It's Alec, Alec, Bald- Baldwin? Alec Baldwin is in Beetlejuice. Oh, he's so he's the thin. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That, wow. Now see now I'm. Do we have to pull out the pocket brain to resolve? All right, this? you keep talking. I'm almost certain it's Alec Baldwin. But uh, yeah, residual haunting is the word for that kind for when it's. Almost like a replay of the past that has been recorded onto that place somehow, and it's just always on loop. And uh, and another type, I mean, poltergeist. I would put poltergeist in its own category. 
Um, right. Because poltergeist phenomena, uh, it's defined by you know noises. Poltern, poltergeist is a noisy ghost in German. Poltern means to make noise. Uh, and uh, poltergeist, usually it's focused on one person. Usually it's a young woman who's just starting her period. Yeah. Yes. I, I just learned that too. Yeah, it's creepy. And so when that person leaves, the phenomena stop. And it, it can happen in any place. Yeah. It's not attached to a place at all. It can happen in a totally new building where there was no history of like an Old West massacre or anything there. Yeah. And so a lot of people theorize that the poltergeist phenomena where you hear noises, you hear knocks on the doors and and stuff flies around, stuff falls off of shelves. A lot of people have this theory that it could be some kind of telekinesis, this uh, psychokinetic ability that... I mean, obviously, it's never been tested and proven in a lab. Yeah. There are a few lab experiments that suggest uh, the existence of some kind of telekinesis. Yeah. But there's this idea that, that some people might have these abilities. But like a lot of unique abilities, we can exercise them the best unconsciously rather than consciously trying to use those abilities. By, so the, the, way, I, by the way, it was Alec Baldwin. Yes! Yes. Yeah, you were right. Score! <laughs> oh, I feel so good about myself. Um, the do you know about the Enfield poltergeist oh, in yeah. England, right? Yeah, yeah you know, the the second Conjuring movie was yeah. supposedly based on it. But do you know they have tapes of the young girl channeling the poltergeist's voice that you can listen to? Real? Is it is it it's, freaky stuff? Blood curdling. Really? Like it, it. It's this little girl just going. <laughs> It's so intense. You can wow. Google it. It's uh, I, it's horrific. I'm gonna do it when the sun comes up. Yeah, again. I'm not doing it tonight. I because I yeah I go to these places, and I write about them. But I'm I'm a chicken shit at heart. What have you ever seen a ghost or anything ghost like or anything that uh, made you go hmm? Things yes. that made you go hmm? Yeah, the easiest answer is yes. Really, I've 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 experienced phenomena that I can't explain in a, a material way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen what you would call a ghost in a few different places. Like you saw like, the 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 entity of a ghost, or just like like a like a cup tipped over. No, I saw a, a white sheet with two black holes cut out for the eyes to <laughs> look through. It looked and, like a like a children's Halloween costume. And then there's one with a bunch of holes, and that's the Charlie Brown costume. Nice, yeah. It's all crappy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, I have a, a few different personal stories, but one of them happened at the Clown Motel. So all of that last 10 minutes was like a long preamble to the Clown Motel. To say that I've done this for a long time and I, I love going to these places, I am a chicken shit. Uh, I'm fairly skeptical about a lot of ghost stories, especially from the professional quote-unquote ghost hunters. But I'm, I'm open to things existing that we don't understand. And when I talk to a rational person who tells me they experience something, I tend to believe them if they don't seem... Uh, given to flights of fancy, if they mm-hmm. don't seem too superstitious, too crazy, if they mm-hmm. seem like a very reasonable... They don't seem too in their cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or too in their cups. Um, what did too... you what'd you see at the what'd you see at the Clown Hotel? Okay, so the Clown Hotel, it is one of the scariest places I've yes. gone. Out of having gone to a lot of these places, this place is it is this perfect storm of. It's in the middle of nowhere, so th- it's like every beginning of every subgenre of horror movies all layered on top of each other. <laughs> so it's out in the middle of the desert in Nevada, 
so you've got like hills have eyes and the Jason movies and every movie where the teenagers go out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Oh, it's all there. Yeah. It's like the nearest cities are Reno and Las Vegas, and they're both like five hours away. This is just smack dab in the middle of them. A little town called Tonopah, Nevada, right in the middle of the desert. It used to be an old mining town. Uh, most of the mines dried up um, you know, a long time ago, so it's kind of a ghost town, but there's still people live there in trailers. But it's all like for an urban dweller who's grown up seeing horror movies, it's everything you expect in a horror movie Yeah, already because it's like poor rural people, which if Hollywood has taught us anything, it's we need to be afraid of poor rural people. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they're scarier than all the mass murderers in the cities. Of well, course. if they build clown hotels, maybe Hollywood wasn't lying to us. <laughs> if mo- stop- it's a motel. I keep saying a hotel, but it's a motel. Motel. For, for reals. Yeah, like- if they'd stop building clown motels all the yeah. time. That's why we need we need a wall. <laughs> to we need a wall the around the, the clown motels. Keep, the, keep them in. Keep the Nevadans out of here. Uh, so so it's clown themed motel. It's in the middle in this little town in the desert, and uh, it's it's all centered on this clown theme. But it was built in the '80s, so it's all ramshackled and kind of run down now. And it's this old creaky building with clowns. They're just fucking everywhere. I know. I know one detail. I know that there's a doll room. Yeah, that's the lobby. The lobby. Uh, the lobby's the doll the, room. Yeah, just you, so when you come in, there's no, <laughs> no mistaking. No this. mistaking it. You're entering a nightmare. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody comes in and says, "Is this the clown motel I've been here?" Uh, no. There's, there's no doubt in your mind. Okay. You, you go into the lobby, and there's this huge, terrifying Ronald McDonald staring at you. It's like eight foot tall. Wow. And it's all super, you know, retro from many decades ago. And then behind him are hundreds of clown dolls on shelves and dangling from the ceiling. And some, very few of them are like these, these evil clown dolls made for horror movies. Those aren't even the scary ones, though. No. The scary ones are it's just... It's the ones that were designed for joy, yeah. but they went horribly awry. Yeah. Oh, they, <laughs> or they just have this smug smile. They're just kind of... Just like, their eyes you'll are half be dead soon. <laughs> yeah, you just know this, this clown dreams about murder all day long. <laughs> it's got some weird childlike voice, like, I um, want to play with you. Oh, there's, there's one. He's got that face. He's the a big life-size doll in a rocking chair. Yeah. And one of the employees calls him Mr. Creepy. And he's oh. this. He's got this like red and white striped suit, and he's got like a little pokey, pointy hat that looks like a Klansman's hood, <laughs> and he has this carved wood face and just this smug grin, like he's just thinking about the last forty people he killed. Yeah, and he's so happy about it. Oh, and he just sits. His eyes are half closed with this weird Zen-like contentment. So that's what greets you when you come to the motel. <sighs> And then okay. every room has clown paintings in it and clowns on the doors. Yeah. And uh, clown sheets. No, no, they're missing clown sheets. Yeah. But that would uh, be that would that would be too fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be too too festive. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's like just the right level of fuck you with yeah. with the clown shit. It's somewhere between. It's also like there, it's, there's also a lot of sadness. Like I've just only seen the pictures, but like yeah. it's creepy, but it's also like. I can just imagine being there. You're just like, wow, ideas that people have just like come to naught. Like (laughs) it's just everything that you (laughs) hoped your dreams would be, nothing will come true. (laughs) Yeah, it's like watching someone's wedding video and someone who has gone through just a terrible divorce (laughs) years ago and their life just went down the tubes 
and you're watching the video where they're saying, oh, boy, 1998's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so you, you show up there, and you decide to stay. How many days did you stay? The three nights. Three nights, the, three nights, right. So on top of all the clown stuff, and it's in this remote location, as if that weren't enough, it is next door to an Old West cemetery. Right. Like a, a straight-up boot hill gunslingers and prostitutes and people who died horrific deaths in mine explosions. Yeah. And they're all buried. Like, nobody died a natural, safe, happy <laughs> yeah. death. Except and, for maybe from consumption. Yeah. Or like... <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the Oregon Trail diseases. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, all those angry ghosts are all packed into that Boot Hill Cemetery next to the Clown Motel. And, uh, and it's, it, yeah, it's just this perfect storm of... And if any place on Earth is going to be haunted, this... It's like this place and the the site of history's worst massacres. How, how were there any other people staying there? Yeah, yeah. So amazingly, there were people, other guests. I was not expecting that. I thought I'd be the only person. Who goes to a clown motel besides authors <laughs> writing about how weird it is to go to a clown yeah, motel? Yeah, it's, it's a very specific demographic. Yeah. No, everyone else was authors writing. We were a race <laughs> yeah, to a write whole... the book first. All of us were writing the same book. We just pooled our efforts, and yeah, I, I stole. Quite possibly, the, yeah. I stole the credit. They're all available at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they all work at Michaels. And yeah, no, it's a. It was un, surprisingly normal. People were staying there. Uh, people like locals passing through. So they built the motel. the The origins for a place that creepy and haunted, you wanted to have a really creepy origin story. Yeah. Like, you know, the guy who built it is into the occult and he's some kind of theosophist. Yeah. No, and but it's just a hotel just a, somebody thought would be a good idea. Yeah. It's just a guy, like you said, he had this dream that he was going to make a successful hotel motel. And he knew his town was halfway between Vegas and Reno. So there is some guaranteed traffic of yeah. tourists. And he said, people are traveling with their families. They might be sick of the hustle and bustle of the, the gambling cities. Yeah. They want someplace family-friendly. What do people like more than clowns? Well, yeah, what do kids love more than clowns? I'll get all the clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put them all in one place. Are you know, Circus Circus does well in Vegas. Yeah, know? and it was the same idea as Circus right, Circus. Yeah. And, so, he, and he put it next to the cemetery as, again, you, you want it to be some creepy story, but it's actually his dad's buried there, and it was a tribute to his father. Like in, in memory and memoriam of his. That's his so much worse than it if it had been like a crazy man's like <laughs> like fever dream because I don't know it just it just makes me feel like you can't ever know how anything you mean to do is going to be taken. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean this for all this guy knew he this would be this would put tone upon the yeah. map. He, he was going to be it, the new Walt Disney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this would be the first step. It would be a huge theme park by right. now in Clownville. Yeah. Clown TV would be one of the six major media companies like controlling America's movies and television. Would, yeah, the clowns would have bought out ABC yeah. by now. But Walt got to it first. Michael Eisner in charge of the clown TV. All right. Um, okay, so back to you seeing – was it a clown ghost? Did you see a clown ghost? So uh, Well, so my first night there – I mean, I was freaked out. It was a creepy place. Uh, it's a, like a windy night, and it's uh, the whole place just creaks because it's this old building. And, mm -hmm. and there are other guests, so I can hear them. So I got, I was exhausted from driving. It was like a nine or ten hour trip total with my stops included. I drove yeah. from San Diego. You tried to get me to go with you, and I, yeah. I did not go. Yeah, you you missed out, man. I did. I missed out. Well, it would have been less scary if there was another person there. Right. <laughs> uh, 
because I was I'm all alone in this room. I brought a baseball bat with me just in case, and like I slept in the bed farthest from the window and the door. Yeah, and uh, and I'm just on my guard, but I'm exhausted because I've driven nine hours. I've gone through Death Valley in the middle of the night. It's a terror never to go through Death Valley at night. It's there's no blinkers or lights, and the, all the roads are curvy, and you almost die a million times. Oh wow! And so it was this harrowing journey. I just want to sleep, and I lie down on the bed. I pass out, and then within like 10 minutes, I start getting woken up by all the weird noises in the place. And it's and I just start thinking, like, can't sleep, clown will eat, clown eat me. Can't sleep, clown will eat me. <laughs> and, uh, and it's all the other guests and the building creaking, and there's a guest in the room next over, and he starts snoring. And that wakes me up because he, he snored like nobody I've ever heard where he would, like, vocalize the outbreath. So I would hear him going, uh, 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 and you better believe that gave me a fucked up nightmare for a good half hour before it woke yeah. me up. Yeah. And it was and all these dreams about like childhood fears and monsters and demons. And, and, uh, so I'm in and out of sleep, waking up all the time. And then like around 3am I wake up for good because somebody's in the room above me and they're just pacing back and forth across the ceiling. Okay. And just these heavy footsteps. Uh, 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 and I can hear it going from one end of the ceiling over to the other, and then turning around. Clown shoes. Yeah, big clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of, like, Sideshow Bob's big yeah. shoes. And I'm telling myself, dude, just go back to sleep. It's, it's just a person who's got insomnia. He's walking back and forth in his room. And then I remember that I'm on the top floor. Oh, and there's no there's no rooms above my room. Yeah. There's not even a flat roof to the building that somebody could conceivably climb up there and walk around on. Wow. And I'm still hearing these footsteps going back and forth across the roof of my building. Wow. And I I'm wide awake hearing it for a good 10 minutes or so. <laughs> so that was that was your that was your brush with the the other world within the clown motel. Within the clown motel. That's a pretty good one. If you guys are interested in um reading more about David's uh uh, explorations of, of the other side. Um, I'll put some links in the description to Holy Ghosts, right? Yeah, Holy Ghost Stories is the website, holyghoststories.com. Okay. And uh, I'm on Facebook as Holy Ghost Stories also, uh, Holy Ghosts on YouTube, all the social media. Um, also, there's my podcast. Can we plug the yeah, podcast? Yeah, please plug away. Uh, to Russia with Love. I do that podcast with my buddy Grant, who also lived in Russia. And we talk all about Russia, and, and we're hoping to have you on the podcast, too. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it's all about Russian culture and history and fun fun stuff. Cool. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here because I think that was uh, a good amount of topics, and I, I like that we focused on that aspect. But I do want to have you back another time, some other time in the future, and we'll talk more about religion because yeah. you and I have very similar stories of getting out of religion. And even tonight we talked a lot about uh, that, that journey, and so – We'll get to right. we'll get to that on another episode. We'll have you we'll have you back for round two. I hope so. Awesome, David. Thanks for coming and being on the podcast. Tonight. Glad to be here. And keep watching the clown. Oh, just never. Have you seen all the creepy clown videos online? Yeah, yes. yeah. And I went to the clown motel at the height of the okay. creepy clown appearances all over the world. All right. So that made it even more. I'm thinking these psychos are going to come look for me. Okay, we can't talk about this anymore. I got to go to sleep. At some point. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time.